stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. From DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Hot People Podcast. And when I say hot people, I mean because it is pretty hot out here in this uh, this neck of the woods. It's uh, warm. The sun is uh, warm. It's a bit. It's a bit warm. It's a bit warm for your boy here. But everything is usually warm for your boy here. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? We are the Blue Hot Podcast. We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. My name is Clint. You should know that by now, maybe. Maybe we should put like graphics on there just in case that we get some new folks. But anyways, you can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. We are also personally powered by Jim Beam, <laughs> as you can see today. <laughs> Guys, we've been asking for an alcohol sponsor for, uh, let's see, 13 and a half years now. Jim Beam, the fine folks over there, finally sent us several bottles of this beautiful Los Angeles Dodgers it's bourbon whiskey. 9, that many I don't know what that means, but it is here, and it is beautiful, and we have a sign behind us, and we have shirts, and we have uh, highball mugs, which we are very, very happy about. So uh, you will see a lot of Jim Beam over the next couple of podcasts with us, so we're very thankful to them. We'll shout them out a few times today. We love them. The bottles you guys see that are watching this uh, – the bottles you see on the table, I think that's maybe that's half the bottles we if got. That, it might be even less than half. There's a sign. There's a beautiful mirror. Thanks again to the fine folks. You know, we we're we're not done. Well, we're definitely not done with the bottles. We haven't cracked one yet. Nice, beautiful uh, highball uh, glasses, and we're gonna figure out once again. There might be um, set version for forty thousand for us here as we figure out how to get some of the 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 prettiful things uh, that we got. From Jim Beam, but uh, you know, we got some things to talk about on the show. One, we do. One is a long, uh, a sort of long arching narrative uh, from the last week of Dodger baseball, and that is Salty Dave. Hashtag Salty Dave. So Salty Dave finally did cave, and uh, we're going to get into that for you. I like just how like ambiguous that is. No one has any idea what that means, and I'm loving it. We're also going to talk the impact of Mookie Betts, not just the uh, RBIs and the home runs and the wins above replacement, but we're going to talk about the hidden impact of Mookie Betts and what he's been doing behind the scenes because, my goodness, if there was ever a man to sign to a 12-year extension, it is Marcus Betts. Absolutely. Marcus Lynn Betts, hashtag MLB, MLB right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fixed Austin Barnes. We did it. We did it. We, we did, did it, it. Reddit. Yeah. We also uh, got Corey Seager hitting second, which credit to us where credit's due. COVID five? Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. We both tested recently and are negative and we're this far apart. We got the power of booze to cure anything. That's true. Plus, we got to talk about the Dodgers roster. Uh, surprisingly, uh, there is a trade trade deadline this year. And uh, we got to figure out if there's going to be any moves, if the Dodgers need any moves. So uh, we're also going to talk to our buddy Tim Rogers, SD Dodger Tim, Dodgers Nation's own prospect expert a few times today. Uh, we're going to plug in some some conversation we had, and I'll probably plug, you know, make that full conversation available on, uh, on YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV later this week. But... Um, Let's dig into some comments. Let's see some uh, what what people are talking about here. Uh, uh, Michael, excuse me, over on Facebook says trade deadline one starting pitcher, please, because you know what, thirteen isn't enough. We need to add (laughs) one more into the mix. I think we'll be good. Uh, Joe over on Periscope says trade Jock. I have some words for Jock. One or two. Is it two? Yeah, it might be two. It might be two words. Do you want to say them no, now? No, we'll, okay. so we'll save that for later. Can, do I guess? Do yeah, I guess? We'll guess Can we later, guess the, yeah, later, yeah. the letters? Uh, <laughs> Chris over on YouTube says, let's go sports team. And uh, yeah, I Good think that's, that's kind of the basis of our show on a day-to-day basis. It's just let's go sports team. Roach, our friend Roach in the stream says, I don't drink Jim Beam, but oh my Lord, that is nice. Yes, it is. And I can't wait to crack open one of them bottles. Uh, we got to chill. I like my whiskey a little bit chilled. Yeah, and we don't got any ice here. No. And again, it's hot in the office. It's hot. It's hot everywhere you go. You step outside, <laughs> you turn into a melted popsicle. It's a good day in Southern California. <laughs> Over on Periscope, Mister Tim Rogers, who we were we will hear from later, says, mm-hmm. "Please do not give me the clap. Please do not. We will give you the clap later, Tim. After we listen to your segment, <laughs> which will be good. So, 
Um, what what? Let's. I guess. Oh, Janae says that uh, she owes me a beer. I'll take that beer. Thank you, you Janae. Beer. I don't know, but it's on the internet now. No take backs on the internet. <laughs> no we take backsies. Uh, we plugged our booze. We also want to plug our store. Uh, Gary, one of the th- reasons Gary's not around these days as much is because we hate him. No, we love Gary. Uh, <laughs> hope you're watching Gary. Gary did drive by and bring all this fine booze here um, from from the the mail place, as they call it, you know. Rest in peace, mailboxes. But another project he's been working on a lot is our new store, Gear Up LA. Uh, Gear Up LA. Check it out. We have all the merch, including the fancy. Why aren't you wearing your uh, nice swing bitch shirt? I put it. I I put it in my bag, and then I took it out to put something else in my bag, and then I forgot it. <laughs> so you know, my own design doesn't even make it onto my podcast. Well, well it's not my oiled design. machine. All right, uh, quick. Quick week in review, and I think we've kind of come to a point where um, even we got a comment earlier today that we should probably doing these shows be doing these shows more frequently than once a week, and it might it might have to come to that point. But we got a lot of baseball to talk about. <laughs> Quick week in review: Dodgers split that series in San Diego, which I believe is what we called. Uh, we said the best case scenario was like three one. I had said if they lose the first or if they fall behind in the first game, they're going to mm-hmm. split the series. Yeah. You had just said flat out they're just going to split yeah. the series. So a couple points there for us for being right, like we always are, because we're the best. Could you have saw them sweeping the Angels? Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, I could not have. <laughs> you know, uh, Anaheim, also known as Satan's anus, mm-hmm. where we do not do well or legs last, and. We, there was a victim. There was a hamstring victim, as we predicted, because they don't make it through Anaheim without a hamstring injury. They do not. That is a cursed stadium. That is a cursed franchise. My, go- I don't know what they did. I don't know if Artie Moreno like sold Tim Salmon or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but my goodness, that is a cursed franchise. It's it's really bad, but it was very nice to see the Dodgers finally beat up on a on a bad franchise mm-hmm. that was supposed to be a better version, you know. <laughs> Michael Trout didn't do all that much, and by not doing all that much, he you know what cranked one, two, three home runs, whatever. But he also did a lot of window shopping. <laughs> as I think it was uh, Hunter Condo Dodgers uh, social media guy came up with the copy, the social copy that said window shopping. As he looked at three straight strikes from a very much, I guess we can call him officially resurgent Kenley Jansen, but look good. That's not uh, today's show. There was a trigger point, in my opinion. And I'm sure you'll agree with me. Uh, when everything started kind of coming together for this for this Dodgers team, um, and that was last Tuesday, uh, they just sent Edwin Rios to the injured list. By the way, cool, Edwin Rios. That was not the trigger point. My bad. But I just uh, had to throw that in there real quick. <laughs> well, uh, all right, we'll be back now. We won't be back ever. But uh, a trigger point happened when the Dodgers lost that second game of uh, the series against uh, San Diego at Dodger Stadium. Didn't things weren't very happy. The Dave interviews were not happy. The post game was not happy. Uh, it got a little worse the next day. So, like I said, salty Dave uh, kind of became a thing. Thanks to our friend, friend of the show, Bill Plunkett, came up with hashtag salty Dave. But Dodgers had lost those two <laughs> straight there, three of four overall. Dave kind of snapped, and um, after that, that offensive flop. Uh, Dave, I think, faced the same questions just one too many times, and we're going to hear uh, this kind of extended version, but still truncated version of Salty Dave Roberts. And if you didn't hit listen to this, it gets a little uncomfortable, and it's a fun time. Hi, Dave. Uh, just curious, as far as um, your offense goes, it, I know you guys are handling adversity in a lot of different ways, and so is everybody, but speaking specifically about baseball, is this the first time since you can remember that a group of hitters are going through some sort of funk individually and collectively, and how do you feel your guys are handling that adversity? Um, it happens every year that a group of guys don't, aren't swinging the bat well. Um, we have this conversation every year. Every manager does. Um, so I think the guys are handling it well. Um, we just got to be more consistent about, you know, scoring consistently, you know, runs per game. We're at the top, near the top going into last night. Um, so it's just about going out there and continue to take good at bats. Okay. Thank you. Next question from Alana Rizzo. Go ahead, Alana. 
Dave, good afternoon. Uh, what made Tony uh, the best choice to start tonight and what are you hoping that you get out of him? Um, I think with Tony, it's just, he pitched well last time. Um, I think he's, he deserves this opportunity. Um, it gives other guys in the rotation extra day, uh, which we're very mindful of early on the season. And for him, it's just let him go as long as um, it makes sense to win the baseball game. But he's built up. Uh, was Kirsch okay with being pushed today, not going tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't see the qu – I mean, yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Next question from Jorge Castillo. Go ahead. Dave, um, there's been talk um, about a possible playoff bubble, um, you know, just maybe in Southern California. So what are your thoughts on the possibility of, of, of that happening? Uh, we'll do whatever Major League Baseball and the Players Association come to an agreement about. Thank you. Next question from Bill Plunkett. Go ahead, Bill. You sound a little salty today, Dave. I like salty Dave. I like good questions, Bill. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try and come up with one then. That's great. The, the, talking about the offense, the reason it seems to surprise that the, it's slumping collectively is how deep your lineup was going into the season. Do you still think that's the case, that e even as deep as it is, there's going to be uh, down times? Absolutely. It's baseball. Um, guys are trying. Um, it's, what, 12, 14 games. It's 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 baseball guys aren't going to always be hot there's uh actually the bottom of the order has been picking us up at times um so i i have no concern about our lineup you know riding the ship and scoring runs consistently salty dave i really enjoyed salty dave i don't know about you but uh <clears throat> i don't often see the bite back from him yeah so to see him kind of Look, he knows media members. He talks to them all the time. They're friendly. They, they've known each other for a long time. So to see him kind of snap back at guys that he knows and he's friendly with is kind of like, all right, yeah, these are not great questions. I understand your frustration with them. I mm -hmm. understand the fact that you just lost two games that you should not probably have lost, that you guys haven't looked good. I, I get it. I get the frustration. I get the anger. As a result, things changed. They changed quickly. Keep in mind, the night before that, he was hammered, like like you're saying, uh, with the same question. And it's been a lot of the same questions uh, over and over. Um, we're we're all learning how to deal with this weird uh, Zoom media availability. It's right. hard. Everybody has their own way of doing it. And, <clears throat> you know, we love Alana. We love Dave uh, Vasse. But they tend to, you know, ask the more um, – easier questions but also kind of like bordering on the hard-hitting questions in a way that the, whatever the the major narrative is and at that time the narrative was hey the Dodgers aren't playing very good what is going through these players heads can they pull out of this and um so yeah it seemed that everything just kind of pulled together at that point and, and then some things happened so after that in that game that night Chris Taylor bunted and um where is it where is it it was glorious I haven't seen a button since I was like three years old, man. I don't know. I don't. I was missing that. I back, love. If you guys know, in. if you guys know anything about me, you know that I love small ball. I'm not a huge fan of home runs and mm -hmm. that crap. I love pitchers' duels. I love old school baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, I love me. I just want to talk some baseball. You know what I mean? Uh, to, so to to see these guys doing whatever they can to manufacture runs was huge. Seeing uh, Austin Barnes bunt was a thing of beauty. Seeing Chris Taylor bunt was a thing of beauty. You've watched the Padres do it a couple times in a row, actually. I think at one point, like three times in a row, they mm -hmm. tried to bunt. Uh, so I love the Dodgers taking advantage of that. I love them being aggressive and saying, like, hey, we can't, we, we haven't been able to score runs. we got to find a way to score runs. And they did. And they put up a couple, and they did well. And it was, it's, turns out, it kicked, kick-started the offense. It yeah. got them going through the weekend. Because Pollock had, had walked to lead off that inning, and then Taylor just dropped down a, a perfect bunt. On his own accord, it was not called by the dugout. Right, uh, a batter later or two batters later, Austin Barnes comes up uh, with the you know in effect there was a plan that was that one came from the dugout the sacrifice bunt, but it was like wow, they're trying they they want to win a baseball game. I like it. Uh, Jason says he may be still be salty since clearly Mookie going to the leadoff has helped a little bit too, and that's definitely been something that's yeah. been talked about for oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to say since uh, the season started. Why isn't Mookie batting leadoff every single yeah. time? 
And since then, uh, Boogie's bat leadoff every single time, yeah, and so, it seems to be working. So after that game was the last day, we had the uh, Jock Peterson experience at, at leadoff. And, you know, Jock, who leads the league, I think, in uh, recorded F-bombs uh, this year. Yep. He's he's not doing as bad as it looks, and I think he's another one of these guys that's going to break out in the same way like Cody is a little bit. Um, he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting to a lot of – or not – he's not hitting the ball hard always. That's Will Smith, but we'll get into more of that of later. Um, but he's a guy that's getting in, hitting into a lot of bad luck. I think he has a, like a BABIP of 150. So Jock clearly at that point in time is not the right guy for the leadoff spot. And it seemed to me – like Dave was more so doing it out of like I'll make the lineups around here, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I understood what he was saying when he was when he said we're going to stack the lineup in a way mm-hmm. that prevents us from a left-handed pitcher coming in and getting back-to-back left-handed hitters or whatever he said to that mm-hmm. regard. I was like, I get that, a hundred percent understand that. But what I don't get is why you need to then change that up and have a lefty bat first and stack them like that. Yeah. It, it just didn't make sense to me. Mookie spent like 95% of his career or something crazy batting out of the leadoff mm-hmm. spot. So if you take him out of his comfort zone, obviously you're not going to get the best of results. Clearly that didn't, that ended up working when he moved him back to the leadoff <laughs> yeah, spot. He's, it's not that Mookie was bad as a number two guy, but, no, but he's we just don't MVP. have, we just don't have a number one guy. Yeah. You know, it's like you look at Mookie Betts, he can hit first, second, third, fourth, doesn't matter. But the <clears> fact that we don't have a leadoff guy and he is one potentially, and you're not using him as that questionable, very, very questionable. <laughs> so, so after salty Dave, the next day, I think it was a post game. We'll see by however Dave is dressed right now. But the next day, Doc did reveal that Mookie approached him about leading off and and you know expressing um, his thoughts on and his comfort level with doing it, and that it might be good for the team. And uh, like I said before, it seemed like Dave he was a little. If it maybe it was just me, but I felt a bite out of Dave again. Which is a weird phrase, maybe top ten weirdest phrase I've said on this show. Dave bit me. Dave bit me is the new title for the episode. Uh, He seemed somewhat on edge that somebody would question his uh, lineup decision. So here's Dave on that conversation with Mookie. Staying on the leadoff topic, Dave, when we asked Mookie about it, he says just a comfort thing for him. Uh, But he said you guys have talked about it a little bit. Uh, How recent were those talks? I know you did back in spring training. We've talked a lot about it, and uh, the most recent was a couple days ago, and just trying to navigate. and And I welcome those conversations, um, and it's just understanding where I'm, what I'm thinking, what he's thinking, what's best for our ball club. Um, you know, you all, we looked at, or I looked at, you know, how guys are swinging, and and that's why I made the decision once we got Corey back today to hit Mookie leadoff. You know, because there's some guys that are struggling, and there's some other guys that we'd like to get potentially five at bats. Um, so it was a great conversation, but at the end of the day, Bill, he is all about the team and um, you know, whatever I ask, we ask of him, he's in. So of course, Dave batted uh, Mookie lead off in that game. That was the post game. That was a three home run game. So to go quietly say, Hey, clearly I'm your lead off guy. Let me just drop a, a three spot on the board here. Um, I love that. It's like it's him him getting comfortable, him saying like, "Hey, yes. I can I can question things. I can mm-hmm. talk about decisions being made. I can be more <clears throat> forthcoming in what I my opinion." And he's a good player. Like if you have an yeah. MVP caliber player, number 1, you want him on your team, but number 2, you want to know his opinions, you want to know what he's thinking, you want to know what he thinks of the players around him because that's important. You got a guy you just committed to longer than anybody else that's on the team. No mm-hmm. one else on the team is committed to as long as he is. Like Clayton Kershaw could be gone pretty soon. You never know. Yeah. But Mookie Betts is committed to for freaking the next 13 years. Mm-hmm. So you got that guy on your team. You're going to want his insight. You're going to want to know what he thinks, what he believes about the team. So the fact that he was able to say that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, obviously we don't know what that exact conversation looked like, but it sounded like he was just like, hey, I'm, I'm your leadoff guy. Yeah. I'm your guy. And I mean, these Dodger players, I mean, obviously you have people, players of the caliber of Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager. They're younger guys. They um, maybe they feel they haven't cut their teeth in this league. I think that's a phrase that white people use. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of cutting teeth. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a, a way. It's a mating thing. 
but I mean, imagine you showing up like first day on the job or, you know, it's your first year in the job and be like, hey, man, or first couple weeks in Mookie's case. I think it's uh, I think about time make some changes. Yeah, yeah, just like immediately coming into an organization that you have never been a part of and being like, I run things now. And you're just, what are you, LeBron? Like, come on. You no, no. That. It, that's a, I guess, yeah, LeBron is probably better. I was going to go Kanye and be like, I'm going to let you finish, but no, no, I'm the best leadoff hitter of all time. That's a, that's a LeBron and Tyron Lue uh, situation uh, where yeah, he runs yeah, and he yeah. says, hey, I'm the coach now. Sit down. Way to bring it to sports. As I, you know, I'm sports trying to bring season. pop culture into the show. No, I only I watch not. sports. I don't know anything else. So... Like you're saying, he seems to be getting more comfortable with quietly leading Mookie uh, in the background, doing his thing, and that's great. And we also heard the story that wasn't quite maybe supposed to get out, but Joe Kelly did his Joe Kelly thing, and we Taught. feel that there's been enough uh, talked about Joe Kelly over the last week. So we're not going to do too much on that. Of course, go check out our friends at the Big Swing Podcast. By the way, we have Cooper. Cooper sent me a hat. Much much love to at Cooper Searles. Uh, go at him and say thanks for the hat for Blue Heaven Pod. But <clears throat> Joe Kelly uh, talked with Dave Essay about just, I mean, Joe Kelly spent five plus years of his career now playing with Mookie in some sh- way, shape, or form. He was traded to to the uh, the Bostons uh, the same season that Mookie came up. So they've been playing. They've gone through everything. Cut their teeth together, if you will. Ah, <laughs> we, brought, we brought it back. Big that was payoff a, on that was show. A personal, Big payoff. That was a personal foul right there on my, fault, on my part. But, uh, well, let's just get I'm going to play the clip, and then we'll kind of uh, digest and break it down from there. And Mookie thrives off of guys, uh, other guys in the lineup performing, not just hits. When Mookie sees guys, you know, take a, a, a ball that's close to strike and get a walk, like that pumps Mookie up. Um, so I know – Austin Barnes going deep last night was huge. I know Barnesy and Mookie have been um, talking baseball, talking baseball, uh, talking hitting uh, particularly. And I know Mookie's been helping out Barnes on the side a little bit. Um, I don't want to put them all out there. Uh, but Barnesy going deep, um, you know, I think that helped Mookie hit, what was it, his third bomb after Barnes going deep? Yeah. Uh, second or third, but I know that that contributed Mookie. Mookie gets pumped on stuff like that. Um, when he helps people out and he sees success, it just makes Mookie a little bit better. So – Austin Barnes, we know. Austin Barnes has been on fire uh, over the last week since since um, Will Smith went down with the neck injury. And we'll get more on Barnes in the next segment. Um, it was a cool story. You know, you like to you, – you, you see that, you hear it, and then you kind of get that, that click in your head. It's like, yeah, you know, he does really seem to be just overly into his teams. We've seen it in all of – just about all the press conferences. He doesn't want to talk about – Mookie does not want to talk about Mookie. He wants to talk about everybody else. You see his face light up when he talks about his teammates, when he talks about, I don't know, somebody doing well, Dustin May, or insert player's name here. Somebody doing well, he much prefers to talk about that. Um, In my opinion, (laughs) been around uh, for a boomer amount of years now, Mookie is the only player I've ever seen that kind of justifies this this 12-year deal they got. Like The the 12-year deal is universally loved. And anybody not named Jared Carabas, like they don't have anything to say that that's bad about it outside of boohoo, I want him back. No, I think this is one of the few <clears throat> times where you look at a long term investment like that, and uh, there's just been so many bad contracts, so many bad long term long term contracts for baseball over the years. Garrett Cole is the most recent one. That one's gonna really blow up in their face, I think, for the Yankees. Shout out to the Yankees for that bad decision. Uh, don't have the quite the same cheating material over in New York as they do in Houston. But anyways, um, I, I, you know, you look at the Albert Pujols contract, you look at things like that and you say, there's no way that you can commit to a player for 10 years or more. No. There's just no way to do it. It doesn't make any sense. Mike Trout, obviously an exception. That's a guy you commit to very long term. I think the Bryce Harper contract in terms of the value per year is good. Yeah. Um, so they did well on that. But Mookie Betts, man, I, I, you look at that contract and you're like, this is one of the few times where you see that, hear about everything that he does, see the things he does on the field, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a great contract." Like mm-hmm. I'm really glad they're they're going to keep him around till he's late and late late into his 30s and yeah, beyond his years. 40 is when the contract will end. And, and so if you're looking at that and you're like, "Yep, good deal," so that's how you know what kind of player that you have in Mookie Betts. We of course we talk about this like mm-hmm. this is our money, which obviously <laughs> the only money they get from me is Mitch a lot of money, which. Pays for a good chunk of his contract, if we're being honest. You look at the money that was given to Manny Machado by the San Diegos, and you look at the 
air quote, little bit more given to Mookie for two more seasons. And it's just, it's not even close on the spectrum of like you got bent over to, wow, they probably could have given him more. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely could have given Mookie Betts more money. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm sure he's not going to be mad about it either. At mm-hmm. the end of his career, he's not going to look back and be like, hey, I could have made $12 million more million if I had not signed a 12 12- year Whatever. He's yeah. probably not going to look back with regret. Yeah, he'll have plenty. <laughs> but <laughs> he will also have rings by the end of his career, which is fantastic for him. On top of that, he will also get to play in a place that actually is nice to play in, which is always good. You don't have to go to a place that hates you, like uh-huh. Boston, for some reason. Um, and it's just, you know, Manny Machado's contract, I think, is really gonna uh, it's really gonna hurt San Diego long term. I think they made a bad call on that decision. The Eric Hosmer contract also hurts them pretty mm-hmm. pretty badly, but they have a they have a history of making bad contract decisions. It is what it is. So feel a little bit bad for the Padres in the sense that they could have been a very good team, but Manny Machado is only going to help to a certain extent for the next couple of years. Sorry about that, Padres. Great contract overall for Moogie. Love it. Love mm-hmm. the type of player he is. Love what he brings to every single mm-hmm. game, even when he's not in games. When you saw him sitting with that finger injury. Yeah. Still top deck of the top step of the dugout Watching on big everything. plays. Still completely locked into everything. Still talking with dudes about <clears throat> baseball during the games. It's just it's a beautiful thing. Like it's a beautiful relationship that they have. And yeah, I, I, you know, he, he recently on his, uh, um, during his charity drive this past weekend on a zoom call, he was like, Hey, like LA's my home. Like this Mm -hmm. is my home now. I very much consider it my home. And so I want to make sure my home is taken care of. And so I love it. I think he's great. I would, uh, I would buy all of his jerseys. I would buy, uh, what four? I did buy four of his jerseys. They are not all for me. I don't, uh, just wear jerseys at home. He likes to bundle up because it's so cold out here in yeah, Southern you know, California. Pasadena is doing their power outages this week, so I got to make sure I'm real bundled <laughs> up today. So everyone, remind yourself every single day to be thankful for Mookie Betts as a Los Angeles Dodger at least once a day because after years of struggling, not not getting that free agent we want, not getting the trade we were supposed to get, even though they went out and got Manny Machado. They went out and got people like you, Darvish, who was the better of the two between Darvish and J- uh, Justin Verlander at that trade deadline at me, if you think differently. Oh, he definitely was the better of the two. At that time, for sure. And, you know, <clears throat> tipping and trash cans and all that kind of stuff played a role in that postseason. But good things come to those who wait. And uh, bless Dodger up fan. Andrew Friedman. My goodness, I, I mean, I don't I know love what... you. And you asked him for the statue, man. I, I did ask him if he's ready to build his <laughs> his own statue out there because he deserves it. I mean, you look at the, what that guy's done. I just wrote an article today about Frank McCourt, so I'm really, Ooh. really feeling thankful for the ownership group, the general manager that we have. I mean, uh, no disrespect to Ned, yeah. uh, three year Ned Coletti, but uh, Andrew Friedman has really come through. So let's dip into some comments here. And on that, we have seen a few comments about the Frank McCourt situation. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that because uh, Frank McCourt is killing a franchise again. <laughs> How about that for the second time in his in not that long? When did he sell the team? 2014, 13, 12, 12. It has not been. Yeah, yeah 2012 because it's almost been a decade. It has not been that long. Frank McCourt is already tearing apart an entire soccer franchise in France of all places. So that's good. As that's they great. Put, as they put it, and let me stop me if this sounds familiar. It's become less about winning in the franchise and more about making money. Well, Does he that wasn't, sound familiar? He wasn't that much about making money back then. He was about spending it. Well, he was also about trying to recoup money because he bought a franchise that he couldn't afford without money that he didn't actually have and then lost it all to his wife and then tried to recoup it in the parking lot, which he is still recouping it in the parking lot. So that's always fun. The Burn most hated, hell, the most hated man in Los Angeles. They, I mean, there's a lot, of hate, a lot of hated dudes in Los Angeles, like Kawhi wow. Leonard, but, <laughs> I mean, goodness. Uh, another one here. Michelle, I got you. Michelle Carter has been um, wanting us to get to the Seeger matchup, the Seeger on Seeger. You got Kyle and Kyle's brother, Corey, finally playing against one another officially. Um, it's cool. It's cool. It's about it. I'm not, not really that much more. I, I'm not like one of those dudes. I'm, I'm more on the like father son games like mm-hmm. those are cool to me like i mean baseball families are always baseball families so to yeah see like them together, like when joe cool. kelly pitches to carlos correa yeah his yeah. son mm-hmm. yeah that's cute 
but yeah, it's a it. You know, they they were they were on a media call this afternoon, and they were they were fun. They yeah, were, they were happy about it. They were having a good time. They were making fun of each other and all that stuff. L.A. Media had no idea what to do with it. We didn't know. There was nothing to ask. It was like, hey, you guys are brothers. Uh, talk about being brothers. I don't know. What do you? We don't know anything about I, Kyle Seeger. That's not our job to know anything about Kyle I, Seeger. I, yeah, I think it would have been perfect though if at the end of it it would have been like, give me a high five. You know, mm-hmm. I follow. Anyway. Even the brothers had to socially distance. Yeah. Which is, Which is good. Know, that's reasonable. good. Yeah, lift different households. That's cool. Last time they did match up, Corey was hurt, and Corey notably was almost hurt for this matchup again, and he didn't really think about it. So there was you know, a few good ones in there. But um, OB on Periscope says, Carabas is a clown. Hey, <laughs> big facts. Big facts in the stream. Uh, I see some people talking about a mascot. People wanting a mascot for uh, for the Dodgers. Where do you guys stand on a mascot? I'm uh, I hate st- I'm staunchly no. I think Tommy Lasorda's our mascot. Yeah, he just <laughs> sleeps. So yeah, you know, just don't interrupt him. He's yeah. fine. Instead of you know arriving in the third and leaving in the seventh, Tommy arrives in the third and sleeps by the seventh. Yeah, and yeah. he'll occasionally yell at somebody that he doesn't know. Occasionally, it happens. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Not, we we probably shouldn't uh, get too much into that one. I'm being too honest <laughs> there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, those are some of. Uh, somebody wants us. Juice wants us to take a swig of the uh, the Jim Beam. Not down yet. Not down. Gotta have tacos it's first. Oh, it's hot. Anyway, catching situation. So, I, like we uh, like I alluded to earlier, uh, on that Barnsey hot streak and on. Mookie Betts doing more than um, what meets the eye or whatever the hell. Uh, you know, that was Transformers, more yeah. than meets the eye. Since yeah. he got his personal hitting coach, Mookie Betts, uh, Austin Barnes is hitting over, so heading into play today on Monday. So we're recording this before Monday's matchup against the Seattles, and he was hitting, I think, 444 uh, over the last, really? like, five games. <laughs> is he really? So, again, we fixed Austin Barnes. He was literally the title of the last episode of this podcast. Um, To be fair, I think he was the title of a lot of Dodger podcasts this last week. <laughs> fair, fair. Going into his hot shot. <laughs> again, small sample size. It's only four games, like four and a half, or no, five games. I don't like care that. if it's a small sample size. He never did that in any sample size last year. Raised his batting average from 091 to like 256, 250-ish, getting it done, looking hitterish at the plate. He's not just flailing. His head is, and then eyes aren't looking out into to center field while you know the ball, the ball is past him. him. Yeah. <laughs> How real is this in your opinion? And guys, feel free to chime in. We'll we'll get better with the comments. Sometimes we get a little uh, uh, wild here, but <laughs> I will say. How real that... is the new uh, real AB? I will say that, uh, I mean, obviously he's not going to maintain this pace. He's not going to hit 400 over the course of a year or anything like that. It's not reasonable to expect that. Um, I will say (laughs) that he has not had this string of success since 2017. Yeah. Like legitimately. There's never been, you could take any sample size, any spaced out sample size for him, whether it be the first three at bats or the last, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's never had this kind of success since, since he was great in 2017. So with that in mind, you got to look at that and be a little bit <clears throat> encouraged by it. Uh, if you want to, if, if you want to get real about it, probably, probably a little bit of luck sprinkled in here and there. There's a, he had a few blue pits over the course yeah. of the weekend that fell in and I'll take them because if he's just, if he's working on the K, but Ruiz type of thing where it's mm-hmm. just, Hey, bat to ball, See what kind of luck you can find, and don't strike out as much. I'll take that because he was coming up and just one, two, three, you're yeah. out. That's it. Looking at pitches, one like it was just terrible. So <clears throat> he's not taking I, walks. He's walked once. Right. He's taking hacks. He's, he's definitely hacking hacks. at the plate. He 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 had an at bat where he fouled off like eight straight pitches or something like that too. So he's definitely up there to hit. Um, and I don't mind that. I don't hate that from from the ninth spot. I don't hate that from the bottom of the lineup. I don't hate that from a guy who's hitting point zero nine one. <laughs> Uh, and you know, you can, you can do with that number as you will, you know, over the past couple of days, what it's been, you might be like, Hey, that's just a string of good luck or whatever, whatever it is. He's putting the bat on the ball and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And it can only be good for him. So I'm going to say he doesn't hit 400 for the rest of the year, but I will say (laughs) that he becomes a much better hitter than he's been. And I'm going to entirely attribute that to Mookie Pets and no one else, and us, of course. Yeah, no, we did. It it was, I think it was, it was like probably we made him cry. 
he cried and then he was like, I'm going to get better at hitting because those two idiots talk a lot of crap. <laughs> and, you know, but we, we do. We do it with love. We do it coming from a place of knowing that our, we are verbal batting coaches and we inspire. When is he going to work with Kike? <laughs> it, I've been trying with Kike personally to fix Kike. You know this for at least the last, you know, 70 years you have been verbally assaulting the man since like 2015 so and that i have yeah. i am blocked on twitter love you kike as a person he's like a brother to me. <laughs> i look at kike and i see you it's mostly because them them things the mustache mustache yeah. reference see his is starting to look a little wild personally he's he's are you getting that yet where you're like realizing that it's a brand new persona yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, he's yeah. he's feeling it. I'm a lot more mean. <laughs> We're very proud of you. For drink, it. drink more beer and Jim Beam. <laughs> Jim Beam, sponsor of the show. If you like Jim Beam and you like alcohol, you then you'll love Jim my Beam. mustache. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. But um, I saw I saw a comment uh, with relating to what I said. Bivog Bivog on YouTube says, "Not for real." The Austin Barnes success is not for real. Ruiz and Smith need to play. And again, there's a, a name. Ruiz. Ruiz is a name. <laughs> of course, as of this time, uh, Kbert's played only, only one game, but it went well. Start him every game. Start He's him every played game. played one. Start him every game. He is, he is 1,000 in his career. Um, so now, with that, uh, by the way, I think Janae is the new uh, Dodgers mascot. Because she do be representing uh, the Dodgers with Dodger gear 24-7, 365. So we take you, our exalted mascot leader. Um, there's a bit of a catching conundrum brewing in Los Angeles. Will Smith hit the IL with this uh, neck issue. I don't know how real it is. I mean, it seemed real-ish. Thank you, Fernando Tatis, for running into him. Those plays are illegal now. Um, thank jerk. you, that Marlins guy that killed Buster Posey. But... You start looking at these three catchers, and we've been hoping for Kbert for a while, mostly because Austin's been so bad, but now Austin's kind of gooder. But on the Will Smith part, we, you've heard Joe Davis talk about it a, a number of times on the broadcast. Will Smith has been probably the Dodgers' biggest victim of bad luck because he's tearing the cover off the ball most of the time. Laser show right at defenders. His average exit velocity is 92.8 miles per hour, which is tied for third on the Dodgers. He's getting babbipped to death. Uh, he's second on the team betting uh 154 on balls in play that's bad jock that is, is really jock bad. is at 150 but the thing that makes a difference because you could hit like a, a pitcher would be babbitt yeah if it's bad <laughs> yeah if you're hitting like yeah 74 exit velo and your babbitt was there okay that kind of matches but the hard hits there the hard hit percentage stat cast has him at 46.4 percent on the hard hit which is third on the team or tight uh, whatever he's he's third on the team but fourth if you count Kbert's one game so he's third on the team that's good so while Will is out though um, there's a new guy in town new sheriff behind the plate Kbert Ruiz number 25 (laughs) whenever I hear sheriff I think of uh, old Kevin Malone the Two like early two thousands general manager for the Dodgers, bad guy, bad times, ruined everything. The signed the accountant in Scranton, <laughs> Kevin yes. Malone. Yeah, he's the guy who signed uh, Kevin Brown to that that, that first ever hundred million dollar contract. But while Will is out, there's new, that new guy. We got Kbert, and he made his debut, and he did it with a bang. Um, he gave he gave the guys on the bench a show <laughs> that were sitting out in the uh, in the the cheap seats there under the the crappy canopies under it under it because yeah. they're nice, but. Uh, before we get into overly into this catching conundrum situation, um, we want to learn more about Mr. Kbert, and we got a guy for that. We went on the phone. We we we, we pulled some strings, and I, and I called Tim, our Dodgers Nation prospect expert, SD Dodger Tim Rogers, and um, he's a guy who's seen Kbert, but also knows guys who knows guys who knows guys who's seen a lot of Kbert over the years. Uh, so we went to him for some insight on the Dodge, or sorry, on MLB's number seven uh, catching prospect in all of baseball. This is this is one of the happy times. One of your prospects didn't get traded, and now he's in the big leagues. Uh, one, how do you feel about uh, Mr. Kbert Ruiz, the the top catching prospect in the Dodgers organization? Uh, how do you feel about his debut, and what can you tell fans about this kid? 
Yeah, first, yeah, of course, I'm very excited that he that he is still on the team. Like you said, he didn't get traded. I thought he did fall a little bit last year in terms of rankings. I thought they it was possible, especially with Will Will Smith emerging. Um, he's one of those guys though that's always been younger than everyone else, and for him to um, get into his first game and have his first at bat and and hit a home run, I know there's a lot of uh, Rancho fans, uh, Rancho Cucamonga fans that are very excited for him. Uh, sounds like he's a really good guy. I, I know a guy that knows him really well, and and I know that uh, his Instagram was a bunch of screaming and yelling in a good way. It's it's, it's exciting. Um, what's he's the a big, guy that I would yeah, yeah, say? Go what's the, what's going to be the big thing that that fans are going to learn over this uh, next week to ten days that uh, that he's tandeming here with Austin Barnes? Yeah, I. I I think hopefully he gets at least a couple more starts. I know they're probably going to use Barnes a lot with, with, without will there. Um, but what they'll see is despite yesterday where he struck out twice, he doesn't actually strike out a lot. Um, that's, I, I'm going to attribute that a little bit to some jitters and all that type of stuff. And maybe not having the full scouting reports and knowing it um as much as some of the other players uh, of the pitchers that were throwing to, throwing at him and he hasn't seen some of these guys before um but especially from the left there's a little more pop from the left side um from both sides the the strikeouts are really low i mean even when he struggles the strikeouts are usually low um again he was when he was in single a and double a he was the youngest or close to the youngest um for three years um, as, as he went through the, the system that way. Mm-hmm. And it, and those numbers still, they, they were still so, there. But he is um, a, you know, I, I, a year and a half ago or so, I did an article on the catchers. And I talked to actually Drew Saylor, who was the, the Ranch Cucamonga uh, Quakes uh, manager. And he, he talked about um, defensively that, you know, he has very soft hands. And then the tool, he has great tools and the baseball intelligence is off the charts. Um, so that's kind of, in some ways... I mean, despite Barnes has that baseball intelligence, people do, you know, players, pitchers do like the way he calls a game. Um, he also has soft hands, uh, but you know, Barnes doesn't throw very well. Ruiz probably throws better than him, but Smith throws better than both of them combined. Um, straight up on, on, on that one. Um, but also just to go back to the offense, just a little bit, um, drew, uh, drew sailor, um, compared him really to Victor Martinez. Mm-hmm. The so and that's his hero and they're both switch hitters. Couple Venezuelan um, catchers. Yeah. Perfect. So that's uh <laughs> that if we get anything close to V Mart, <laughs> bring it on, please. <laughs> yeah, that's a win right there. Hitterish Kiebert Ruiz looking like a uh, young V Mart. It's a good comp. Kiebert V Mart. Yeah. I'll take v- it. Vbert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as Tim talked about, he definitely, you know, he's a kid. He's still coming up. He, he hasn't played a big league game until now. He hasn't honestly spent a lot of time around the big league squad until now mm-hmm. because even in spring training, he did not spend that many games up with the Dodgers squad. Um, so for him to come in in his first at bat and uh, to see some pitches and then hit one out, super encouraging, first of all. But the fact that he, you know, had a couple strikeouts mixed in in between, a little bit expected. I think he got the nerves going. Mm-hmm. Really weird atmosphere to debut in in 2020. Yeah. I mean, there's just you will never be able to compare this to any other season before because it's unlike anything else. Like, imagine you spend all this time going to games where there's like a thousand people there and that's it. Normally, you get to the big leagues, there's 40 to 50,000 people there, and then you show up and there's only your team and the other team, and there's actually no fans. So, yeah. to be able to debut in 2020 is very strange, but very encouraged about what we saw from from. Mr. Ruiz, I we have been talking about him now for years. Uh, I am very high on catching pro- prospects, if you know me at yes, all. Yes, you are. I love catching prospects. I think they're the greatest in the game. And so I've been asking Tim about Ruiz for – since <laughs> I've known Tim. Since I've known Tim, I have asked him about Ruiz every single day of my life. Uh, so I'm happy <laughs> to see him up. Yeah, and as part of that conversation with Tim, like I said, well, I'll, I'll probably uh, throw up the full thing on our YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV channel, or maybe uh, maybe I'll throw it to Tim and he can make a uh, post out of it and talk more about the catchers because he loves doing that. But um, does talk about uh, the other guy, uh, Diego Cartaya, as, as a body that's around, another really good catcher. But this right now, this is like the future we have here. Um, 
switch hitting catcher that we haven't had since the days that Deonor Navarro was going to be the catcher of our Deonor future. Deonor Navarro. That's <laughs> your throwback uh, Monday of the day, kids. So <clears throat> we have a guy. We have a very, very, um, like Tim said, he dipped a little bit in the uh, the prospect uh, shine last year, but he's still a very, very uh, premier uh, catching prospect. He's also a guy that, Seems to struggle with motivation at times. A big reason he was kind of struggle bus early last year. Um, you know, he was sent back down to double A to start the season. Another thing Tim mentions. And uh, a few scouts pointed that out as well. It just, he was expecting to go to triple A, but they had Will Smith. They can't do that. You can't have uh, two top prospects you know, sharing time at catcher at AAA. So somebody had to do it. He's the younger guy. It is what it is. But now he's here and hopefully can keep tearing the cover off the ball and make Dave have a hard decision. But we want to make the decision. We're the fans. We know who we want to see. And um, what should that catching tandem look like between these three guys? So, again, we'll throw to Tim another time here. A shorter clip, uh, Tim, on his thoughts on uh, what the catching situation should look like. What, in your opinion, not what will the Dodgers do, what, in your opinion, should this catching tandem look like between the three of Will Smith, Cabert Ruiz, and Austin Barnes? The legend, Austin yeah, Barnes. The legend legend <laughs> of Austin Barnes. Um, I, I see with, with for this season, um, Ruiz will go back should go back it should be smith and barnes uh it's just too short of a season to make a change Mm -hmm. um but in the off season if you know if they think that he's not he's gotten past some of the regression from last year which he did regress a little bit they made him repeat double a which i think was a mistake yeah um he wasn't overly uh, happy for sure yeah per Uh, reports they they did they did that with a lot of the lot of players Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of i didn't like it um but if they if he comes back to it, then they have some decisions to make. Do you go well? Do we keep Austin Barnes or do we trade Will Smith? Um, you know, or do we trade Ruiz if his if his value gets higher? Um, the let's not forget um, Brooke and I's favorite, uh, Mr. Cartaya. Cartaya. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go Rocky yeah. Gale. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's the other Clint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get a Rocky Gale and a Diego Cartaya and a Deonor Navarro mention in one episode. I think uh, I think we day. I think we did good with this one so far. Um, what do you think? What do you want to see? Um, I, I will say somebody finally acknowledged your Vin hiding in the background, which we've been waiting, uh, I would say, about two months for now. Yes! Yeah, so you're welcome. Thank you, Michael, over <laughs> on Facebook for that. Uh, so happy. I mean, you talk about an embarrassment of riches. We talk about this in the bullpen all the time uh, and with just pitching in general, I guess. But you look at the catching situation, and now all of a sudden you start thinking long term, and you're like, hey, like, Two of these guys have to go at some point. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know which one it is, but two of these guys eventually aren't going to be able to be up. You know, you talk about the big four in that catching situation. And Mm -hmm. Rocky Gale, of course. No disrespect to Rocky Gale at all. But we thank you for your services. Appreciate it. Um, You know, this falls in very unfortunate timing for... Ruiz because Austin Barnes (laughs) is like, hey, I can hit. Don't forget about me. (laughs) I can hit. So inevitably, it's going to get to a point where I I don't understand Will Smith not being placed on the injured list. Personally, I, I thoroughly expected that from the moment that he you know had to be pulled from the game with a neck injury. I, yeah, they ten days. Be, it's only ten days. They seem to be a little slow in the draw with that. The same thing. Same like, thing with Eddie. Before Rios hits the IL at the start of this show, it was like, oh no, we do. He's it's what they said is benign or whatever. It's right. Not this that is a bad. one-time thing. So then, I, it. it it also, you know, it might build off a little <laughs> bit with the Corey Seager situation where they're like, hey, we're not going to put him on the IL because we want him available. And then he was available and then he did great because Dave Roberts even said like, hey, I wasn't expecting him to be available this mm-hmm. fast. So it's a good thing we didn't put him on the IL. Might be a similar situation, but also you have a lot of guys who can catch for you guys. Yeah. So with that in mind, I think uh, I think Ruiz is going to fall victim to uh, the lack of space for him, I yeah. guess is a good way of putting it. Uh, I think Barnes will probably continue to put the ball, put bat on the ball like he has been, and uh, Ruiz will be back at the alternate site 
pretty soon. I don't know how soon. Uh, we do have producer Eric checking in on Periscope, Senior but not manager. but not producer Eric anymore. Senior Eric. Senior, <laughs> Senior Eric. Eric What's going the on, bud? Appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit here. My buddy old pal, because um, that's what I'm going with right now. <laughs> Nick C says trade Barnes for George Springer and one. How dare you? We don't. We don't talk about. We don't want that poison. Show, boy. Roach wants us to trade Drew Butera, one of the uh, another elite <laughs> or bullpen arm. One of the, the best looking Dodgers out there. He's a very pretty man. Is he alive? He is alive. He's doing he well. His his hair is still perfect. His quaff is is just. <laughs> That's a thing. Jose Rod says Austin Barnes gets traded. I don't know of a team that really would want or need Miami. him. Because obviously this hitting thing isn't for real. Whatever um, team has Travis Darno on it could definitely use an Austin Barnes. That's for perfect sure. timing. Shout out to our friend Kate who sent us beautiful stickers of our names on Dodgers jerseys. We love Kate. She's great. Uh, she says, "Bring back Dodgers legend Darno." You lu- you lucked out uh, with this whole COVID. You made COVID happen so you couldn't get that Darno ch- t- tattoo. Well, like, I don't know how he's hitting or doing right now. I hope he's unwell. I wish him the worst. <laughs> he's a uh, He's a nice kid, friend of the show. No. Anyways, uh, that's kind of that. You guys figure out in the comments below what you think about the catching situation, and uh, maybe we'll get back to it at some point. But um, personally, I think it, it, you know what, Kbert show, Kbert, whatever, show your wares. Make it a difficult decision, but you're probably going back to the alternate site. Keep I've had getting a lot, your seasoning. I've had a lot of people comment and say that his name is pronounced Kbert, but it's not pronounced Kbert. No. His name is pronounced Kbert. We've Kbert. verified that. It is not Kbert. It's going to be one of those names where everybody messes, messes it up. Messes up always. Forever. Oh, Let's yeah. There's Bert. a couple good ones on the team in the past <clears throat> that have been I'm going to call him Birdo. That's his new name, Birdo. Oh, Birdo's a good name. And while we have another section with Tim coming up in, in a second here in this uh, this final stretch before we, we hit the wrap it up button, we do want to thank Tim for taking the time with us earlier today. Uh, follow him on Twitter at SD Dodger. That's Tim Rogers. And uh, for more prospect stuff. Check out Dodgers2080.com and, of course, DodgersNation.com. He writes for us there. He is our senior editorial lead. That's a big title. And that also says you're old, Tim. I don't know what else to tell you. That's what that means. Speaking of old people, Eric says... uh, Senior Eric. Senior Eric says uh, that Kbert Kbert threw him a follow on Twitter today. Hey, Eric, tell him to throw me a follow. Yeah, tell him to add us. I'm the biggest catching prospect fan in the world. Yeah, he does one of those. That those... actually might be a claim to fame. I, I really am a big catching follow, catching prospect follower. I don't know. It's kind of a lame, you know, thing to really be proud of. But <laughs> someone said, "What up, Brooke?" I saw that. I was going to walk away from <laughs> I that. I, mean, I think it's because that people have a tendency to mess up my name on the podcast, oh. and so he is playing off of that. Because one time somebody called me broke. You recall? Maybe it was him. Which is also true. Thanks for hanging out with us, Dodger Dad. Thank you. Final section of the show. Yes, there is a trade deadline this year, and it's going to be weird. Uh, August 31st, the old waiver trade deadline uh, is now the non-waiver and the only trade deadline of the year. Ken Rosenthal, the Athletic, wrote a long editorial about how um, how it's not going to work, how it's going to be very weird. You got Scott Boris. Trevor Bauer's best friend, Scott Boris, trying to throw <laughs> planes at only his uh, people, only his players, so he can send them to other uh, other teams. But each team has kind of their own different protocols, and usually they, you know, players kind of hop a, a public charter to, or a public plane, you know, <laughs> Southwest to get to their new team and whatever. You can't really do that this year. Um, so as of the time of this recording, as I've said again already earlier in the show, the Dodgers have won. Five straight games. They've won 11 of their last 15. They lead the National League in wins. Winning percentage, they're like a loss away from having the best record in all of baseball. We also know mm-hmm. they haven't hit their stride yet. Mm-mm. All that setup, do mm-hmm. we need help? I will add more setup. Personally, I, I need help, yeah. What about you? <laughs> how, are, how are you doing? <laughs> Back hurts a little bit, but that's, just, that's, that's par for the course. My knee. Added setup. Alex Wood, Will Smith, Joe Kelly are on the injured list. 
Add more added down on the farm. You got Lux. You got Mitchell White. You got Will, uh, not Will Smith. You got Zach McKinstry, Victor Gonzalez. You, I would, well, I had on here. You had uh, Caleric, but he's back up. So you're going to have Rios now. Hello. Rios is on the IL. You have a lot of bodies. You have a 28 man roster. You have a lot of bodies. Not everybody um, has been producing. Looking at you, Max. Looking at you, Jock. Friend of the show. Friend of the Jock. Jock Peterson. So, again, do we need help? Do the Dodgers need help? Sorry. I understand you'll probably answer it the same way if I say, do we need help? Because, yes, we do. We don't need help with the booze sponsor. Thank you, Jim Beam, for shouting, uh, wait, um, sending us booze. Did like a Bob if you guys want to come over for there. a socially distanced bourbon party, <laughs> we are available. Uh, do we need help? Is that the Woo! question? Yeah. Do the Dodgers need anything? They have. There's a bunch of people on, on the injured list. There's people on the farm, air quote, USC. I think barring any health concerns, which absolutely are, are in question in a pandemic uh, year for sure, mm-hmm. I think barring any health concerns, I don't think that the Dodgers do need any help. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is an upgrade that is out there that could no. do us any justice, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> you guys also are forgetting <clears throat> – Almost all of the teams make the playoffs this year. That's a thing. We can't forget that. Pretty much everybody's going to make the damn playoffs this year. Uh, with that in mind, you need to consider the fact that a lot more teams are going to be less willing to sell off their team in a mm-hmm. pandemic year because if they can make the playoffs, they can make a little bit extra money because a lot of them aren't making very much money at all right yeah. now. So with that in mind, everybody wants to make the playoffs this year. No one's really out of it at this point. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are out of it. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. The Red Sox are out of it. There's a few, one, two, maybe three teams that are absolutely, you could just sell off your team now. Just forget about it. It's fine. But even the bad teams, even the guys that we expected <laughs> to really be out of it right now, they're not out of it. The Orioles, they're contenders somehow as Ish. of right now. The Marlins, not a bad team right now. Haven't somehow. played that many games, but have not. And then you look at the Cardinals, and you're Oof. like, hey, you've played, what, seven games? So you can't even really consider Oof. by the time the time of the deadline whether or not yeah. you are a contender or you're, not. And they already lost one of their, their co-aces. So people, the people are talking about a lot of things. People are talking about, hey, the Indians may be looking to sell off a starting pitcher <laughs> like they do every deadline, maybe, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. The Reds, they're out of it, maybe. But no, yeah, they're not. You, I mean, everybody's <clears throat> still in. Everybody's still kind of in right now and yeah so it's hard to like, abandon like that. doing the sort of uh you know fair trades are turned off right here we're playing an old mlb game and you could just make any trade if you hit that little cursor um yeah. really you look at this team we already talked about the catching catching has enough enough depth to get through this season especially when you have people max isn't quite hitting yet he's getting closer jock isn't quite hitting yet but if he doesn't there are other bodies. You got Luke Rayleigh and you got people like DJ Peters, but also you probably you still got uh Chris Taylor who can play in the outfield. You have enough out, uh, outfielders, you have enough bodies who can move around. We're seeing Pollock, we're seeing a lot of Pollock in the center surprisingly. You're seeing um probably too much belly at first because uh, you know out of necessity of of Luxie not quite being um all that there, but really the only thing, the only uh area of need sort of has been the rotation, uh, but not just a body. You know, you need an elite arm. You don't. You got enough bodies. I mean, we got Gonsolin the, fighting the, for uh, for innings. The only the only type of player that you would bring in <laughs> is a difference maker. You wouldn't bring in a, a mm-hmm. role player or somebody who's going to make a minor adjustment or swing to yeah. something. And those major players aren't really going to be available because if you're looking mm-hmm. at people you really got to be a seller to consider that. And if, to be a seller, you have to have had a very, very bad first two months of the season, like yeah. a very bad, because you got to consider we're not that far into the season. By the time the trade deadline oh. rolls around, you might have a little bit more clarity. But again, two weeks from now, how much clarity are you really going to have for a lot yeah, of those teams? Is, Probably not that much. pretty true. Uh, also, very important, Eric wants to know if it's hard for me to eat and drink with that. my mustache. Do you have issues with your mustache when I eating do and drinking? Not. No. Sometimes I get like a flavor in there. You yeah, know? you just do that. You do like the little, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what was that? Sometimes you just got to suck off your mustache. Just that. That's that's it. Just that's, sometimes I'm, just let it let it breathe. We're gonna pull that clip just and let uh, it keep that sound drop. But <laughs> but yeah, that's really the only need. I'm trying to get this uh, this also. We got we got koozies. 
you're going to see check out our our Instagram official Dodgers Nation where we will have uh our our Beautiful haul from Jim Beam. We, we Again, we really appreciate when people send us stuff. We love you guys. Jim Beam, friend of the show. Ooh. <clears throat> By the way, Eric, I never see you wearing your friend of the show shirt. I'm pretty sure we gave you one. What up with that? Eric doesn't go on Instagram, so. <laughs> what the heck is Instagram? You got to clarify. Rest in peace, Eric's Instagram. The only name out there that makes sense, because you know, there's going to be names. There's going to be like Kevin Gosman. No. Yeah. Pass. Dylan Bundy. No. Pass. No. Hard pass. Clevenger is out there. Mike Clevenger is out there, and he is now a minor leaguer <laughs> because he's a dumbass. That's, he that's one way of looking at it. went and yeah. partied, which, you know what, that's that's either hit or miss. I mean, because they, you, know, you can go out and go get dinner with people when you're, at, when you're playing at home. But on the road, the protocols are different. So it's really weird. And MLB messed up on this, and... To be fair, they knew what the protocols were, so Clevenger and Plesak should have, you know, stayed their ass home, but they didn't. And he tries to sneak in, does Plesak, tries to sneak back into the hotel. And then <laughs> Clevenger full ass lies to the team, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything. Let's go to the next team, boys. Woohoo. You sound like that one uh, NHL goalie when he's like, "Well, you have to be mad. It's only game." <laughs> so pros and cons of Clev. Uh, did he wear out his welcome? We go one last time to SD Dodger Tim and get his thoughts on a long time uh, want of his for this Los Angeles Dodgers team, Clevenger. Yeah, so I know another big arm that's out there that the Dodgers have been uh, looking at, thinking about it for a little bit. Tim, he's always, too. <laughs> he's always been on the radar, and a guy that's in your bag a little bit, Tim, is uh, Mike Clevenger, who happens to be, uh, let's we'll call it under fire right now. I mean, <laughs> what, what is your takeaway from that? I know you spent a lot of time thinking, talking about it, reading about it. What, what, what's your take? Yeah, well, I, I think the cost did go down a little bit. Um <laughs> But at the same time, I, I think he might be a little bit of kryptonite. It, um, you know, having uh, we already saw what happened with the Marlins, and we already saw what happened with the Cardinals. And for these guys to do what they did was beyond—it's um, just beyond the pale, right? And so um, the question: Would would anyone even want them right now on the team? I mean, you already had a, a team basically throw them off the team, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, does he come into a clubhouse where you got a guy like Kershaw and Mookie Betts and Justin Turner and all those types of, types of uh, stand-up guys that actually want to protect their wives and kids yeah. and all that type of stuff right. to have these guys come in? And I just I can't see it happening, at least in this season. Sorry, I'm stifling laughter here because in the background of that clip you could hear Gary opening up all the boxes of our of our lovely new sponsor from Jim Beam. <laughs> We tried. We t- told him to be quiet. He's, it was Christmas Day for Mr. Gary Lee today. There was just so much stuff. We we just couldn't do it. We also have this beautiful neon light behind us. As you guys I tell. love that I light. Yeah. You guys have noticed by now. I don't know. Hey, there. hey, Eric, we need some tips on, on how to like light the show with this light because it's like Jim Beam and it says Dodgers here, and we can't make it pop right on that. We have the box lights. It's Have your people call our people, <laughs> and Yeah, we will be people. Send one of your guys, full hazmat suit, um, We'll give you a bottle of Lasorda wine. We have a few laying around. He said, yeah, it looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) I know where you work. Anyway, final note on that. Clevenger would be nice. Clevenger's about the only guy. I don't think that's the type of body you bring into this. Same thing like Tim said. Like you, you have this this tight knit group of Dodgers who care about each other, don't want to get each other sick. They're doing all this stuff, and to bring somebody like that who – Basically got blacklisted out of his team um, for being a dumbass. Not the right kind of guy. He would be the right kind of guy to build the, the, you know, add to the roster or to add to the rotation because I don't know how sold you anybody is yet on Julio. Um, You don't. Dustin May has been, you know, killing it, but is he your third, fourth, fifth guy in, in the postseason? Kershaw, you never really know what you're going to get in the postseason. I know. I get it. Uh, I like new Velo Kersh uh, again. Walker looks um, like cheeks so far this year. <laughs> um, they'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, you know. Roach asks, what was worse, police sex actions or his apology video? That apology video was pretty oof. 
Let little... me drive around with my phone without a seatbelt while I record it and talk trash on the media for Peace being there. terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a way to win him over there, Chifo. Is he on the catch hands? He might be on the catch hands list. Now. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. I don't like Bleasec anymore. He had to trash talk media in the process because apparently they blew it up. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that we didn't babysit you and make sure that you didn't go out and break policy. Jose my, Rod. My fault. Hey, it's working. Jose Rod says, I'm a fan of Jim Beam now. So we're going to make some highballs yeah, for Jim next Beam, week. Jim Beam, you're welcome. We're gonna make that. We're gonna make that happen. What is a Game? highball? I don't even know what a highball is. Um, it involves that and ball. Ball. Thank you. There's mm. um, a point. There you thank you. Leave the team alone. That's it. Final note. Um, we didn't talk about it today. We wanted to talk about it, but it's already been talked about so much. So I guess more so, we just got to thank our friends Cooper Searles and Ross Stripling. I think we could honestly call them friends of the show for real and, and friends of us. They're they're really good people, but they they killed it in this Joe Kelly viral interview that blew up uh everything over on the Big Swing podcast. Um if you haven't checked it out, go go listen to that immediately. It's it's worth it. Uh, I think I said it that that it's the most viral Dodgers interview since uh Lasorda talked about Dave Kingman. Google it if you're a young one. Um, Please go watch that. I mean, it gave us like so many laughs and and countless like, yeah, mess him up, Joe. Get you know, get him, boy. Uh, that sort of thing while breaking the internet. So it was really cool. Maybe we'll talk more about it uh, later this week if we decide to do another show, which we might. If you haven't checked it out again, go listen to that Joe Kelly episode of the Big Swing Podcast. It is gold, and it is worth it. Um, you will need a swear jar with it. And, uh, you know, just, just pray. Just yeah, pray don't, a little don't, bit. Don't listen to it with uh, your kids in the car. Otherwise, <laughs> if you do want more of us, we are on the Internet. So find us at DodgersNation.com. It is a site where we do Dodgers Nation. That's a, that's a way that's to explain good, it. Yeah, that's that's the best way to describe slogan. it. Subscribe to Blue Heaven, please. It makes us all feel tingly on the inside. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, everywhere podcasts can be found. Even if we didn't put it there, it's there, and it's free. Free 99. I don't think you can get a, get a better deal in the world. Once again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. We got all of the stuff sometimes. All of the stuff sometimes. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG on Twitter. These guys are at Jim Beam Official. We appreciate them. We are Dodger Nation on Twitter and at Officials Dodger Nation on Instagram. you got to have the official in there. It doesn't count. Guys, thank you so much for your questions, for your comments. The game is about to start. We appreciate y'all. Maybe we'll see you this week, but if not, we'll see you Monday. Bye. Bye. Baseball. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet legs. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.